page Ayin Tess in the Svarim. Belachain Amr Razal. We explained how Purim is a unique day in our calendar. It's a day where we have a peek into the way things are going to be when Mashiach comes. When Mashiach comes, we're not going to have the Eibishter filtering through Seder Shtalshlus in order to reach this world. We're going to have Hashem himself here below in this world. And on Purim, you have a me'en of that. Now we're going to say that there's something else about which Chazal teach us. That it's not going to be battle, lasted lava. It's not going to be negated when Mashiach comes. And the reason is the same because it too is a peak into Mashiach times. And what is that? Halachis. The halachis of Torah also Einon betelus lasted lava. And we're going to explain it's for the same reason. Because in Halacha, you also even currently have a Geuladika experience, meaning that the Eibishter himself is below here in this world even now. Let's see inside. Therefore, Chazal have taught us, Shagam Halachis Einon Betelis. That even, that also, excuse me, Halacha will not be battle when Mashiach comes. Because also in Halachis of Torah, you have the presence of the Eibishter completely, and the idea that we described earlier, that's going to be when Mashiach comes, and that exists also in Purim, which is Ishapcha Chashaycha L'Naira, that the darkness itself is transformed into light. Ubiera Inyan, the explanation of this is, Kihine Amirazal. Chazal taught us al pasuk on another pasuk also in Shir Hashirim. The pasuk says Barach Daidi that my beloved fled, ran, and this refers to the Eibishter this time. Vidama lacha litzvi, and he looks he 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 is a, um, similar to a tzvi, to a deer. And Chazal explain, Matzvi, just like a deer, the gam kishu bayreach machzereshelacherev. Even when this deer is running away, machzereshelacherev, it turns its head backwards. You ever saw a deer run? It turns its head backwards instead of looking forward while it's running. It looks backwards. It looks what it's running from. So to the Yidin say to the Eibishter, they say, Master of the world, if chas v'shalom, we're causing that the Shechina should depart from us, should go away from us, let it be your will that when you run, you should be like a, a deer. In other words, that you're turning your head backwards. Which simply means we're asking that even if Rahman al-Litzlan we cause through our misdeeds that the Shekhinah should go away from this world, 
please, Abishter, don't forget us in Galus. That even when the Yidin are in Galus, the Abishter says, I have not become disgusted with you, Chas Shalom, completely. I'll return to you. In other words, Hashem is turning his head backwards and remembering us. That's the simple meaning of this Pasuk, that we're asking that Hashem should be like a deer who's running, but keeping his face, face towards us. But the Maimar over here is going to explain this idea of of turning his, his head backwards on a deeper level. So I was just, I'm just wondering, this level of like having Hashem's face on us, is this an idea of like Rahmana? Is this an idea of like watching over? What is, what's the Indian of actually what he's, yeah, what he's saying? Yeah, that Hashem is still interested in us and caring about us even though he's that's on the level of, of basically saying so it's departing tithe. from us. So it's a tithe that we're saying. It's still connected. Uh-huh. It, there's still, on, what, on what level are we speaking? There's still a connection between the Yid and the Ebishter. Uh-huh. But we're going to explain this idea again deeper over here in the Maimer. The Hainu al just like by a person, in his head. Inside of your head is your brain, your intellect, your understanding. Inside of it. What? Chapter 5. Wait, so then what's this? Your brain, your mind, your understanding. Turn your head backwards. What happens when you turn your head backwards? Also, your brain and your understanding, all of the energy that's inside of your head, is also turning backwards. If you turn backwards, everything inside of your head is turning backwards. Which is true also um, on a negative level. If Rahman a person focuses with his head on something which is of something which is behind him, meaning something which is lower than him, he's thinking about, he's looking at, he's watching things which are not appropriate for him. He's using his devices <laughs> for things that are not good. If that's the case, then everything goes with it. It's not shot that you could say, well, I'm just looking there, but I'm not there. If you're looking there, then when you turn around, then your machzir, everything inside of your head, you're turning it all around too with you. And that's what you're involved in, just window shopping, exactly. Lower 
wait, 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 we didn't say it. We're going to say the opposite with regard to Hashem. We're going to say it in a positive way. Kach kaviyachal, also, so to speak, Himshech HaKadosh Baruch Hu v'hilbish ritzaynoi v'chachmasay b'makam achayrav. Hashem was mamshech, he drew down. And hilbish, he clothed. Ritzaynoi v'chachmasay, his ratzayn and his chachma. B'makam, in a place which is achayrav, behind him. Sheheim b'chinas chitzaynias, they are a level which is external. So to speak, as if to say that Hashem, so to speak, is turning backwards with his head and thereby drying his mayach and his ratzain and his chachma to that level of achariv as well. The Hainu that means binyanim gashmiim in physical things. That's the chitzainius which we're talking about over here, the externality. Hashem brought. His ratzin, his will, into things which are physical. Kemoi, for example, bebehema, in animals, beseder kadshim, in the order of kadshim, in Mishnayis, there are six orders in Mishnayis, six sedarim, which Bezus Hashem, everyone in this class now, is making a achlata that they're going to finish Mishnayis at some point. In the next year, in the next couple of years. But everyone's making a that they're going to finish. They're going to make a Siyam Shish, Sidre Mishnah. Right? By 60, yes. <laughs> so one of the Snarim is Seder Kachim. Seder Kachim speaks about sacrifices. So it speaks a lot about different animals. In these animals, these animals become holy animals in Seder Kachim. When you go to a farm, to a zoo, the animals are just animals. But when you go to Seder Kachim, those animals are holy animals. Why? Because Hashem is putting His Chachma inside of these animals in Seder Kachim. His, he's turning his head towards them and thereby his ratzain and his chachma and his mayach, so to speak, kaviyachal, are all invested inside of these animals. Money is something which is known to be very dirty. Begashmias. I'm sure your mother told you stop putting the penny in your mouth, Right? <laughs> well, <laughs> that explains it. Um, <laughs> the begashmias, the money is dirty, and also beruchnis it's dirty. There are certain tzaddikim who were known never to touch money. They were completely disgusted by money. The Balshamtiv did handle money. The Balshamtiv it says something different about the Balshamtiv didn't go to sleep while he had money in his house. That wasn't so much because of disgust of money, but because he saw money just as a conduit in order to be able to do mitzvahs. And just like the man, every person received dvar everything that he needed on that day, so too with money. The Baal Shem Tov said, what I need tomorrow, I'll get tomorrow. Anything that I have in my house today is there to use. 
And therefore, I need to find a mitzvah that I can do with this money, a poor person who can benefit from it. But it's not there to just sit in my bank account or my uh, IRA. <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying that this is an hugger for us. I'm I'm bringing out just an idea about money, about holy money. But there are some tzaddikim who were completely disgusted by money. And they would not touch money. They would not handle money whatsoever. Because money is something which is dirty. Begashmis and biruchnis. In fact, some say that the reason why it says in God we trust on the American dollar is because that's the American God. Hmm. <laughs> I never heard that. I never heard that. I never that. So. I want to tell my dad a lot. But in Seder Nezikin, the money becomes holy. Why? Because in Seder Nezikin, we're talking about Reuven that owes Shimon $100 or Shimon that owes Reuven $100. And that $100 that we're speaking about in Seder Nezikin, in the order of Nezikin, in Mishnayis, in the damages and the other monetary obligations from one person to his friend, it becomes holy. The Pnimius of Hashem's Ratzin and Hashem's Chachma is clothed in them. Now the same dollar bill can be holy to one and unholy to another. When Reuven and Shimon are coming to the Dayan, when they're coming to the judge, for the judge to determine who owes whom. So when the judge is deciding, and he's going through all sorts of, he's, he's doing a forensic accounting into Reuven and Shimon's business in order to be able to come to a proper halachic decision. And he's calculating all of their income and all of their losses and all of their expenses in order to be able to determine who owes who this dollar. Now this dollar becomes holy. Because the Rav is investing all of this accounting of all of this business instead of in just external things, it becomes holy a channel for whom does Hashem in his Torah determine that this is the Ratzin of Hashem that this person should be receiving this dollar. First place. There's a story of uh, certain Rav who was studying Yeridea for many years. And he learned about the chicken's innards in the course of the discussions over there in the halach, in, in the laws of kashras, of what's kosher and what's not kosher, and what happens if this falls into that, or that falls into this, and so on and so forth. He learned about the chicken's innards, but he never saw the inside of a chicken. One time he happened to be in a shlachtes. And he saw the, the inside of the chicken, and he said, this is the holy kishkes. 
This is the holy kishkes of the chicken. Why? Because for him it wasn't something dirty and something bloody and something slimy. It was something holy, which he learned about in Shulchan Aruch. He's never seen it before. But he studied about it in great length and depth. That's where there's the concept of machzer, machzer achayrav, that machzer reshe achayrav, that he turns his head backwards. The Eibishter Kaviyachal turns his head backwards into the physicality of this world and makes it holy. He transforms it into holiness. Oh, we're comparing the, this head to the head of the Sefer. Also the Midas of the Eibishter. Heim nimshachim achreihem me'alehem. They are drawn after it on their own mimela automatically. In other words, it's not just intellectually that Hashem is saying now the halacha the Mishnah is discussing a chicken or discussing a a vessel or discussing a dollar bill. And now these things become holy. It's not just intellectually that they're holy, but also on a Midas level, the Midas are also drawn after the head. So if the head is turning backwards, the Midas are also turning backwards. Again, this is true, unfortunately, in a negative sense as well. If a person is browsing and, as you said earlier, window shopping, and he says to himself, as I do, that I'm not really going to invest myself in this. I'm not really thinking about it. I'm not really caring about it. I'm just relaxing. I'm just letting off steam. I'm just unwinding. But the problem is that if then your rutsing goes with it, your intellect goes with it, and your midas, your emotions end up following the direction which you're looking as well. And your midas are going to go there too. Your midas will be invested in those backwards things that you're turning your head to. Over here, though, again, we're bringing it out in the positive sense. By the Eibishter, when the Eibishter focuses on the Gashmias in the Halachis of Teirah, then this focus that the Eibishter is giving to the Gashmias draws the Eibishter's midas, his, his emotional attributes, are involved, are invested in this as well. May alehem umimela on their own and automatically kameshikasav heishiv achar like it says in the verse that his right side or his right hand um, uh, also turned backwards. That again we're interpreting this in the positive sense that. The right, meaning the chesed of the Eibishter, and so too all the other midas also follow in the direction of what your brain is focused on. How can we apply that, that so, line to our, to our story? So that means that when Hashem says that I care about these kishkas, these kishkas are becoming holy kishkas, then 
these holy kishkes don't just have the Abishter's intellect involved in it, as you have a Rav who's studying Yeridea, and he's deeply invested in discerning which are the kishkes and what happens with these kishkes, etc., it's not just an intellectual pursuit, but the Eibishter's emotions, the Eibishter's chesed and gvura, the holy midas of Hashem are invested inside of this Torah study as well. And with chachma, you refine. Is that means... That when you have a mixture, a confusion, something which you look at, and you're trying to see what's real and what's fake, what's good and what's negative, and to a unlearned person, it may look like they're both the same thing, but with chachma, with wisdom, you're able to refine, you're able to discern, you're able to separate and you're able to identify what is what you're supposed to be doing and what is that which you're not supposed to be doing. In other words, you have two kishkas. One of them is a holy kishka, and one of them is just a dirty, slimy, wet kishka. I've heard of this. Perush, meaning, ki ein lashen bir neifal ala bedaver arif. The language of bir, of refinement, does not fall except on something that is mixed together. In other words, when you're separating red blocks from blue blocks, that's not chachma. That doesn't require wisdom. What is it? That's basic uh, discernment. You're able to see that these are red and these are blue. But where you're separating red blocks that are um, one type of red blocks and red blocks from a different type of red blocks. For that, you need the discernment. Kagain, for example, wow, Baruch Hashem, min where you have in the halachic concept again in Yeridea, this comes up in the context of min beminay, one type in its type. You could have one type not in its type. Orange mixed together with apples that you don't need chachma in order to be able to find. But you could have orange mixed together with oranges. Ve'enei nikr, which is not recognizable over there in order to be able to discern and differentiate and separate. For that you need chachma. Kachal derech mashal. In the same way, you could have sirser. Sirser is a businessman. A uh, an agent, hamachlif parabechamar. This agent is bringing together two business, two, two other business people. One of them has a cow. The other one has a donkey, and he is exchanging the cow for the donkey. So you have a sirsa who is exchanging a cow for a donkey, and what's he involved in? He's involved in cows and donkeys. But then you have Legabe compared to Hashayna Mishnah Vahalacha Zu, someone who is studying this Mishnah and this Halacha, someone who is learning it in Mishnayis. The Sirsa is just involved in filthy cows and donkeys. And the 
person who's studying it in halacha is involved in holy cows and donkeys. Even though they both look like they're talking about the same thing, but one of them is talking about hamachlef para bechamar in Mishnayis and holiness and Torah, where Hashem's Chachma and Ratzin and holy Midas are, and the other one is involved in just a physical, financial, Gashmius transaction. V'chein and the same too, Katsov, a butcher, Hamisasek benituach ivre habehema, who's involved in cutting up the limbs of an animal, linesachim into pieces, ubebneme ayim, and he's involved in the bneme ayim. He's involved in the kishkes of this animal. Who katsov? He's just a butcher. <laughs> he's a butcher who's cutting up pieces of meat. Ach, but. Someone who comes to this butcher shop, a Rav who's studying Yeridea, he comes to this butcher shop, and the reason why he's there is because he wants to see all of the kishkes. One time, uh, Rabbi Yankel is going to give us a, a, a tour in his uh, farm, and he's going to cut open some animals for us and let us see all of their kishkas inside so that we could know what all of the different things are. <laughs> um, so this way we're able to identify them when we're learning about them in halacha. Um, so somebody who goes to a butcher shop in order to be able to determine what the different limbs are, so he laid a kolprate halachis hatluyin to know all of the details of the halachis which are dependent on the limbs of this animal in order to know how to differentiate between a treif animal and a kosher animal. And so too, in a case of a person who is machlif para, who is exchanging a cow, that he wants to know and to be able to differentiate. In other words, he's doing forensic accounting, not to be able to increase the profit margin necessarily, but in order to be able to determine who is obligated according to halacha and who is exempt according to halacha and the 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 amount that a dayan has to understand in financials is extremely detailed in order to be able to come to this determination and the same thing also with regard to seder taris the order of taris and mishnayis to differentiate between something which is impure and something which is pure chulu etc so you could have two people that are doing the same exact activity and one of them is just touching slimy kishkas, and the other one is touching holy kishkas. And with chachma, you're able to differentiate between one and the other. In other words, with chachma, you're able to see that this one is holy and this one is not. 
the Chachma, meaning the Chachma of Torah, which the Chachma of Torah, when Hashem turns his hand backwards, is going and elevating and transforming transforming from dark into light, these kishkas. And the same is true in all of Shas, in Mishnah, Ugemara, Bechol HaPeskim, Rishenim Vachenim, and in all of the Peskim, the early commentaries, the early deciders, and the Achenim, the later deciders, Miskala is revealed, Umisbara and refined, Ratzain HaElyein, the supernal will, Vachachmasi Yisbarach, and Hashem's Chachma, Valyadeza, and through this, Misbarer v'nifrad hara mehatev. You have a refinement and a separation from the negative to the positive. That means that the negative falls away and the positive is uplifted. Dahainu hapasul mehakosher. That which is pasul and that is kosher, which is kosher. V'chayiv mizakai. And one who is obligated from one who is exempt. And the same also with practical mitzvahs, which are dependent in midas. That means that there are certain mitzvahs, such as, for example, Avas Yisrael, where you practically have to be able to have menshlecha midas. Ayid is supposed to be a mensch. There is an expression in Kotsk on the verse which we read several parshiyos ago. You should be holy people for me. That's the translation of the pasuk, but they translated it differently. means A yid has to be a holy mensch. In other words, the menschlichkeit, the midas teves, the positive character traits which a Jew must display to be a mensch, is within the context of Torah and halacha. In other words, his menschlichkeit, just like the kishkas that we were discussing earlier, that you have holy kishkas, so too with the menschlichkeit of a Jew. It's not just little mismanners. It's menschlichelikkeit. Menschlichelik. It's a menschlichelik. That means you're a mensch and a holy mensch. So this is mitzvahs meisies at luyen bemidais. They're dependent upon midais. Kegoin, for example, sheimer aveda, Somebody who is guarding a lost object. Shepater litain pruta la'ani. That because he's busy guarding this lost object, he is not expected to give tzedakah during this time, to give a coin to a poor person. Sha'isak be mitzvah pater mina mitzvah. Because the rule is a rule which applies. Across the board, that someone who is Isaac b'mitzvah, someone who is involved in the performance of a mitzvah, and that performance is one which is engaging him currently, he is potter, he's exempt from other mitzvahs which can pull him away.
Vahainu im Isak Ba Litsarcha if he is involved in this guarding of this Aveda, of this lost object for its purposes, Lashatcha Linara to um uh, spread it out, to shake it out, to, to freshen it. This is something that you need to do. If you find a lost object, you can't just stick it in the in the closet and let it get moldy. You have to take care of it. You have to watch over it. And it doesn't make a difference if the owner of this lost object is poor or wealthy. It doesn't really matter. Even if it's something which is insignificant, this now is a mitzvah. And your involvement in it is a mitzvah. And if you're involved in this activity now of taking care of this lost object, then even if a poor person is knocking at the door, if by going away you're going to endanger now this Aveda which you need to care for, you can't go and answer the door. But there's a poor person there. It doesn't matter, you're involved in a mitzvah. But this lost object belongs to a wealthy person who doesn't even need it back. It doesn't matter. You, when you found this object, you now became a shamer aveda, and you have an obligation, a mitzvah, and oisik be mitzvah paterm in a mitzvah. But masha'enkein, this is the opposite. If you're doing it with your own garment, not a garment that you found. And even if you need this object much more, it's much more important to you. You're not wealthy. There is no mitzvah. And therefore, according to Midas, the Midas of Tzedakah, if there's a poor person knocking on the door, you should put your object down and go and help him and then you could return to caring for your object. The same is true in Tzedakah and Gemilas Chasadim. In other words, the not answering the door by one person is achzarius. It's a midah, it's an attribute of, of harshness, of um, uncaringness, and by another person it's holy. Because he's Isaac B'mitzvah, Pater mitzvah, right? And the same is true also in Tzedakah and in Gemilus Chasadim, Masha Isaac Chasadim Abriyas Hareza Mitzvah. If a person is doing kindness with others, this is a mitzvah. Vim Isaac but if he does it for himself, ain't by mitzvah. If you're going and helping someone else, you're helping him. Have a nice car to be able to drive in, a comfortable car. Then that's a huge mitzvah that you're helping him out and you're giving him what he needs. You're taking care of him. And if you're going and purchasing a car for yourself, that's not a mitzvah. It's not something to put as a feather in your hat and say, look, I bought this beautiful car for myself. It's not a mitzvah at all. You bought a beautiful car for someone else, it's a mitzvah. For you, it's not a mitzvah. It's for Shabbos. <laughs> the car. Yeah, my Shabbos car. Your Shabbos car. Yeah. <clears throat> so if you're involved in a mitzvah, you're not supposed to stop to open the door for someone? Correct. A sukbe mitzvah, patrim in a mitzvah. 
What if so that's a question which needs to be determined according to the halacha in that situation. And this is where the halacha becomes holy, which is the whole subject of this section of the Maimah which we're learning. The halacha becomes holy. The halacha could either say opening the door is holy or not opening the door is holy. Depending on which direction the halacha is going to go in. And sometimes not opening the door is a disgusting act and sometimes not opening the door is a holy act. And that's a complete which demonstrates the Eibishter himself Inside of it, as we said yesterday, that transformation from darkness to light requires going to Hashem's essence, which is higher than darkness and light. This, this is what we discussed yesterday. Um, how can we apply this this duality of um, when it's when it's coming to benefit somebody else versus when it's coming to benefit the self, with regard to imagining the person knocking on the door as the Yitzhara? I'm not we say, clear. We, we, say, we say sometimes that, like like with the story of Hillel, that he would feed the feed the behemoth or whatever the, the question was. Well, what? there are sometimes where acts of chesed are completely disgusting acts. Like if I'm going to go um, uh, cry for a terrorist that gets killed, then that's a completely misappropriated mm-hmm. act of chesed. But if I'm going to ca- cry... For a yid that Rahman al-Islam is killed in a terrorist attack, then that's the opposite. It's holy tears. So the same chesed, the same emotions can be holy or the opposite, depending on if it's appropriated properly. So the same is true with everything. I'm just wondering if we can if we can look at this um this 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 outside force that's that's asking us to do something else as the Itzhara and, and learn something. If it's terrorism. something which is negative, then when I'm crying for the terrorist, mm-hmm. then that feeling of crying is a Yitzhara. It's not a positive thing. So in we mm-hmm. follow Shulchan Aruch. Shulchan Aruch determines what's holy. Shulchan Aruch determines when opening the door is holy and when opening the door is unholy. And if opening the door is unholy, then yes, it's a Yitzhahara to open the door. Mm-hmm. Even though it looks like a beautiful thing. So the Yitzhahara may, may that be everybody's Yitzhaharas? <laughs> so the Yitzhahara is found in, in this martial it's, it's found in the case where a person is doing something for themselves. In, in not... the misdirecting a person okay. from the Ratzin of Hashem, from what Hashem that's, wants him to do. Okay. Adam. And if so, when a person performs a mitzvah with a physical thing, this is an idea of the transformation of the darkness into light. That the light of Hashem is a revelation of the Eibishter's Ratzin. It's showing, it's demonstrating the Ratzin of Hashem, the Hagashmi Dafka. And it's a light in a place of physical darkness, specifically.
in a place which is physically dark, meaning in money, in a chicken's kishkes, in a car, and so on and so forth, you're able to have the light of Hashem shining over there and transforming it into something which is holy. And again, the transformation of darkness into light is something which represents that which is going to occur when Mashiach comes. And that's why Chazal teach us that the halachis will remain even when Mashiach comes because that's what Mashiach is all about, about the transformation of the darkness into light. That that even in our physical world, we will be able to perceive Hashem's essence. It won't filter through Seder Hishtalshlus. It's something which is going to be revealed. Below, just like it is above. But if so, we have to understand if the halachis of Torah are this concept of ishapcha, of transformation of darkness into light, it would be proper for every person to be involved in the laws of Torah in a way that he feels the light of Hashem tangibly. Like it says, v'nigla kveid Hashem. In other words, when you open up a kitzah shulchan you know how you have those... Uh, um, uh, things where a person opens up a book and suddenly there's light that comes shooting out of it. That's what should happen when you open a kitzvah. What? No, 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 no. That's I'm talking about the cartoons. Yeah. So I'm talking. That that's what should happen when you open exactly when you open up a kitzvah. There should be this light of godliness that suddenly starts shining up, I know, and just envelops the person and lifts the person up. How come when I open up a Kitzah Shulchan Aruch, I don't see it? I could study halacha, and I could be a cold and unfeeling and uninspired person. So the answer is, you're right, you need chassidus for oh, that, but we're going to it. say that in the diff- different ICs. I think, I think <coughs> you hear this, in chassidus, you hear all this stuff, oh, and this is that which it says in Shir Hashirim, also, also a pasuk in Shir Hashirim, Deima deidi litzvi, my beloved is like a deer, again, it's comparing... It says, the, the tzvi, remember, what's the tzvi? The comparison to the deer is that he turns his face backwards. And by turning his face backwards, that means that he's being malbish. He's, he is clothing his intellect and his emotions inside of the physical things, the transformation of this world. Clothing on a, on a, on a positive level? In a positive way. No, no, no. In a positive way. So not, then it says, It's standing behind a wall. Perush, What's that? We learned earlier in the Mimer what that is. What's that? Something that you could point your finger at. Something that's in front of you. Something tangible. Something you're able to recognize. So this 
meaning the revelation, the complete seeing of Abishter, the revelation of godliness, the revelation of Torah, the halachis, shebechinas chachmasai urtsayna yisbarach, the Abishter's chachman ratzayn, who bechinas hiskalus, is a level of hiskalus, of revelation, bebechinas zeh binyanei Torah. It's this, that means in halacha, you're able to see the holiness of the Abishter here below in the physicality. You're able to have that in halacha. You're able to have this there. It's standing behind a wall. The light of Hashem does not rest and is not revealed in him, in the person who is studying. Why? Because there's a wall. What's the wall? The wall is Rahman al-Latsan Araveris. As the Pasuk says, Mipnei because Sha'avainoisechen Mavdilin, our sins, our Averis, separate. And it's standing like a wall. So the light is right there. You're standing that close to it. Inches apart. But there's a wall which is separating and you're not able to see it. It's Koslainu, our wall. It's standing behind our wall. What's our wall? Our Avera, the Avera that we built. So what do we do? We're standing inches away from the Shechina itself, from the Divine Presence itself, yet we can't approach it because of this separation. So Vaha the Mimer says, what do we do about this? So it continues in that verse, that even though it's standing outside of the wall, it's looking through the windows in the wall, it's peeking through the cracks in the wall. It's peeking through the cracks. It's looking through the windows. Now the Mimer says, that's what we have to do also. If we want to be able to see the Shechina, we have to look through the cracks. A chaloin, a window, is an empty space inside of the wall. The same is true about a crack. The difference is that charak is just a small crack. A small um, crack. And a window is a bigger emptiness. In the same way, a person needs to build windows and cracks in the wall. How do you build windows and cracks in the wall? So Hine Amr Razal, our sages say, Pischili Hashem says, Open up for me inside of your heart. Your heart, which is covered over by a wall. The wall is preventing you from connecting to Hashem. Open up inside of that wall a little needle's eye. Like the hole of a needle. Open up for me like the hole of a needle. Which is this tiny little hole. What does that mean, to open it up? It means to create a crack inside of the wall. A person should allow his heart to break a little bit. A broken heart. There's this expression. 
that uh, I don't remember whom it's attributed to, that I've never seen anything as complete as a broken heart. Anything as perfect as a broken heart. A broken heart is something which is positive because a heart which is a, a heart which is covered over, which is thick and inaccessible, is a heart which is gasus haruach, which is haughty and and unfeeling. A heart which is broken is a heart which has feeling in it. His heart, which is like a stone, it has this stone crust around it. That a person should have a ruach nishbara, a broken spirit, a lev nishbar, a, a broken heart. Because all of the separations and the wall and the sep- and, and the mechitza that is separating, mafsekes, all of these words are different terms for separation. Between him, to his father in heaven, haughtiness is the worst the disease. It's what separates us from Hashem. It's that haughtiness which makes you feel self-sufficient and it's what builds a wall around you. And your own property is greater than the the, um, uh, objects of Eibishter. So... A wall, we all have a wall, unfortunately. Menachem Mendel Kotsk. Yeah. Menachem Mendel Kotsk said there's nothing. There's, a, there's the other nothing side is, to that statement. Nothing, nothing so, whole so whole as a broken heart. And there's another half, it says over there. There's another half to the statement. Um, nothing as whole as a broken heart. Um, so therefore, his things, his objects are more precious in his eyes than the objects of heaven. In other words, he's focused only on himself. But what do we need to do? Open up a crack. And if we open up a crack, that crack will let the light in. It will let the zeh, the immense light that exists in the in the, in the halachis of Torah, into our world. We'll stop over here for today. Have a wonderful Shabbos. Sunday morning there will not be class. So the next class is going to be on Monday morning. No class this Sunday.